You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome everybody! To the 9ES. We have a super exciting show for you this week. What do we got, guys? We talk about movies, uh, coherence. Uh, it's a disaster. Then we talk about this television series, Bravest Warrior. Uh, we talk Web about series. Game of... Web... Web series. Keep going! I watch it on my television. Uh, Game of Thrones, we talk about big spoilers. So, like, seriously, all the spoilers. Everything spoilers gets spoiled. So much. Uh, we ruin Adam Sandler's career, finally. I think he did. Uh, then we talk about the video game of the board game, Talisman. And how you gotta get the talisman? Keith. Then I managed to shoehorn Mad Max into the podcast one more time. <laughs> but this time it's about a Mad Max maybe role playing game that might be called Red Road. Then we also talk about Hot Wheels. We talk about the Confederate flag in South Carolina and how it is not okay to have a Confederate flag ever. We also talk about fun times at the rodeo, but it's still not okay to have a Confederate flag. We also talk about Kyle Lott's No Bullshit History of Canada. Then we talk about the cell phone game Sports Unstoppable some more. Then we talk about a couple video games, namely Don't Starve. And then Scott wraps it up by talking about the book Seven of Us. All this and more on this week's 90 Yeah! So, who saw anything interesting? Did you guys watch that movie I recommended? No. Uh, Keith? What? I feel like you might oh. have a backlog of 20, literally 20 years of video games that I might have recommended oh. to you at any time. Did you? I know, but I, I was like, hey, watch this movie. We can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> was it any good? It was really good. Yeah, it was this movie called Coherence. Okay. Um, it was a science fiction film. Yeah. And super low budget. Super low budget. Okay. And Wait, except Netflix, that... It's on Netflix, I think? <clears throat> no. No. It was... Uh, it's on iTunes? Huh. Guys, I'm taking notes for the first time. What was so this movie called? Coherence. Coherence. <laughs> Coherent. Good luck reading Coherence. my handwriting, you guys. Coherence. Coherence. How do you spell yeah. that? Like, coherent. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> You're a liberal arts major. You don't get to do that. Absolutely, I do. You don't know I graduated from liberal arts a long-ass time ago, son. You were, you were a teacher. You don't get to do that. <laughs> I was a great school teacher. So spelling was a big part of it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so co- coherence, a low yeah. budget sci fi action yeah. thriller. So it was a low budget in the way that Saw was low budget. They realized what their budget was and they right. didn't try to reach too, too much. So they yeah. didn't mess around too much with setting. Yeah. Um, they set it in a couple of rooms in a suburban house. Mm-hmm. And Were the aliens afraid of water? No aliens. No aliens. No. What was it? So uh, what? It was what? a group of people what? get together for a dinner party. He said sci fi, and I really assumed it was aliens. Yeah, no. A group of people get together for a dinner party. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, coincidentally, this night, there's a comet passing close to Earth. Hail Visu- No. <laughs> Damn. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's visibly close enough. You can look up in the sky and see okay. the comet. Like, okay. like a Halley's Comet kind of thing. Um, power goes out in their house. Mm-hmm. And they walk outside and they see there's an, another house. Like the whole neighborhood is out except for this one house a few blocks away that has is lit up like Christmas. So they're mm-hmm. like, let's go to there. Let's, so a couple of them say, we're going to go to there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go and they come back and everything is all crazy. And Define all as, crazy. Yeah. As the movie progresses a little bit, they realize that it's them in that other house. Okay. But so like future cells, like, do they have goatees? Are they evil? No, they're not evil. They're just different. <laughs> Yeah. So there's like a <laughs> parallel. Like something evil people say. There's, there's a parallel universe that like they've crossed like a like mirror image kind somehow. of thing. Okay. And they keep going there and going back, and they they realize that the two guys that came back from the first trip weren't actually there two that left. Huh. Um, so the other guys are like infiltrating them, like on purpose, or it's it's not really clear, clear as you're watching the movie to like figure it out. And then there's a couple other twists, and like one of them says, "Oh, if that's me." Over there, that's like my my alternate universe double. I can go and 
try to force them to do something for us because I know his deepest, darkest, most shameful secrets. Right. So I'm going to blackmail him into helping me. Right. Except he does the exact same thing, and then his deepest, darkest secrets are sprayed out in front of his the whole group, and he's like, oh, no, uh, I'm so mortified, and I've right. crossed boundaries of friendships, and it can never be healed again. It sounds good in concept. The whole thing sounds like, like the whole trickiness of this is like execution. So the, re- and it, and the it, real it enemy comes is off, friendship. It comes off well. Right. And the, the way that like this movie ends has to do with the situation that they've created and not some god monster that comes out of the sky. This sounds like something that would do well at Fantasia. It might have. It might have. Yeah. <laughs> really. like, we do go see a lot of Fantasia movies, but we don't see all of them. Well, that's true. But I feel like... I feel like I like if this was at Fantasia, I would at least remember the name of it. Yeah, but what, sometimes they sometimes the they, they they pull the old switcheroo with the titles, right? Yeah, like oh, how yeah, how true. OXV the manual became Frequency, yeah. and how uh, Cybernatural became Unfriended. Yep. Like sometimes when the movie goes to mainstream release, they change it. So this might have been. We like, may have seen it. <laughs> well, either, well, from the plot, it sounds like we haven't seen yeah. it. But I was going to say, when Scott started talking about this, I was like, watch this be one of those Fantasia movies where they change the title. And we're just like, oh, no, yeah, I did a little research. Movie. I think it was coherent. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it was coherent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because they were using coherence to make a coherent movie. You can say coherence. Yeah. Bravo. Uh, it's one of the stars was Nicholas Brendan from Buffy, Alexander. Right. Yep. Um, and I uh, did a little bit of research after it, and I found out a lot of it was improv Crazy. In, in the dinner party kind of way like they right. just had these natural conversations and hmm. so they were like there was like an interesting dynamic it wasn't like they had to get the jock and the jerk and the the princess they were like right. these people could could happen very easily be friends that were hanging out together hmm. and the dialogue came across as such it wasn't it's not it, like the weird group of people that exist in a movie and you're like why do these people hang out like why is this one nerdy guy hanging out with all these other people because yeah. he's the one nerdy guy for the tropes. You're like, right. I'm pretty sure he would just be hanging out with a bunch of nerds and this whole movie would be nerds. How does Seth Green have all those jock friends in every single movie that Seth Green's right, in? Right. Like, it doesn't happen. This kind of made sense. They're all 40-something okay. mid-career people who had similar interests and were like, oh, yeah. You so it, so it kind of plays with like time travel. Or not time travel, alternate realities. Alternate like parallel universes, parallel universe, and mm. in a way that that pays off, and like it was like, oh, that is, that is how people like that would conceivably and, react, and, and they just explain it being like, there's a comet. Yep, <laughs> something weird is happening, <laughs> but they don't even say it's because of the comet. They're just right. like, well, something Mentioned weird is happening, and there's a comet. So, uh-huh. Maybe? yeah, exactly. Like not, not. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of reminds me, like when we were. Like, at- it's not like one of them happens to be a fucking astrophysicist. Yeah, it is. Who like, goes off on a long diatribe uh, about, about how comets and events? Who then, who then and, like yeah. suddenly like like moves a bottle cap on the table and is like something's not right? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what? You're like, oh, this is just happening, and nobody really has the expertise to figure it out. But maybe it's the comet. And, and some of them try to fucking bullshit about it. They're like, oh, you know, I read this thing on the internet that's this, and everyone's like, <laughs> that's retarded. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. How that doesn't help us so much because there's still other us right over there. <laughs> Weird. And then they start yelling at each other and drinking. It's right. good. Cool. It kind of reminds me of... Um, what was that movie we saw with David Cross? Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks? Nope. Although I did watch... Alvin and the Chipmunks Way too. too much Alvin and the Chipmunks at one point when we were on Alvin in New York. But it's uh-huh. not about that. It was the movie about like, it was like, like where they're at like, this dinner party and there's like all this like actual tension in the families. And then like kind of like a zombie outbreak sort of happens or maybe or a virus happens okay you but then but then it's really not about the virus it's more about the it's, family breaking yeah down. exactly yeah. it's like like one of them was about to like like one the couple was going through a divorce and they were just at the family dinner to like save face for the family dinner and then like another one was like cheating on someone and whatever yeah. and it was just like and then they were like this sounds great people should check it out no this this actually was really good think about it like like a like a Woody Allen kind of feel to it. Yeah. Of this, these like, like super neurotic people forced together. And then all of a sudden like the, on the radio they're just yeah. sort of like don't let anyone into your house and just like stay calm and whatever and they're like what? So now it's like we're going to be fine. in for two hours I, and out. I, you guess, know? I guess we've got to duct tape all the windows closed now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like the, the, it's super does anyone have a name. phone? I just yeah, fucked my phone because it, it was dying. Look up listener. <laughs> <laughs> Look we, up. We're going to be taking calls. David yeah. Cross. <laughs> David Cross apocalypse movie. 
And uh, I feel that does sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> First hit, Alvin except, and the Chipmunks. Except that that apparently is putting bread on the table for David for like oh, decades, no, putting not... decades of his life. Yeah, know? exactly. Well, that, yeah, yeah. He he talked about that I think on WTF with uh, with Marion. He was like, they were like, so Alvin and the Chipmunks. He's like, yeah, he's like everything I've ever done has paid like scale at best. He's like, on Mr. Show, I was on a producer, so I basically didn't get paid. He's <laughs> like, I just. Instead of getting paid, I like put more money into the show. Right. Like that was how Mr. It was show like worked. negative money. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah. it was cool and it made people laugh. Did not put a lot of money in my bank account. He's like, after most projects, I'm like, well, I can take like a few weeks off, Man. and then I need to immediately go back to work. And he's like, so I signed a three year deal for Alvin and the Chipmunks, and now I don't have to worry about a my retirement, b kids going into college. It's just done it's a pretty good taken deal, care all of things considered sign up for three shitty movies i was listening to um have you found it scott no scott's like, I'll, I'll jump right in when i'm there speaking just scott's like i'm looking up but i was like are you looking up like scores of games man he's been in some sh- weird all three kung fu pandas david cross in- yeah he plays one of the uh he's one of the kung fu masters huh maybe the not the panda pitch perfect me. two I, I don't even know what that is um yeah, but Pitch Perfect is like has like what's her name in it? Anna Kendrick. She's got friends. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. That sounds right. Yeah, it looks like yeah, there's a biohazard suit. Yeah, it's a disaster. The David Cross movie. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipwrecked. Huh? Is that upcoming or is that <laughs> like? No, that's 2011. Okay. Where he played Ian. Oh, isn't he always Ian? I feel that like he's Ian the manager. I feel it's a recurring role for David Cross. Sure. So, speaking of time travel and stuff, mm-hmm. Nip had never watched Bravest Warriors. <laughs> what? So, we sat down and watched, like, a pretty good chunk of the first season. Yep. And they had, like, I there's so much, like, comedy jam-packed into Bravest Warriors because of, uh-huh. like, all five-minute episodes. Yeah. And, and they had the best time travel episode. <laughs> I mean, like, there's so much time travel in the show uh, yeah. revolving around Chris. But this was around when Danny made a time machine and he was like i made a time machine to stop from being bullied from a kid and he's like and don't worry if you know if anything goes wrong i'll just time travel back to this point and destroy the machine so i can't travel back in time mm-hmm. and they're just like, they're like well that seems pretty foolproof then immediately he shows up zoom and just smashes the <laughs> machine and he's like aww <laughs> and i was like more time machine like stories should end that way just yeah. being like let's go back to the point before we did any of this and then just smash the machine and they're like, aren't you going to create a singularity and you're going to disappear? Yeah, probably. Whoop. And then, like, the second one just disappears. That's kind of like the scene in Bravest Warriors, how they, they like, open a door. Yeah. And then they see themselves on the ground all as bodies. Dead and, like, twice. Twice, right? <laughs> so they're there in the room twice. They open the door. They're like, nope. Close the door and walk away. <laughs> yeah, and that like... resolves the, like, the infinite time loop that they were doubling back <laughs> in on themselves <laughs> on. Like... Yeah. Good nope. luck with that. And then just leave. Yeah. It's all. I think season three starts super soon. Really, I'm I'm pumped, man. That show delivers, and it's so like, like high velocity. Five minute episodes, at, like every single second has something interesting going on on it, and like a, a through line plot, like yeah. kind of like Adventure Time, where like each episode is funny on its own. You don't necessarily need to see them all, but if you like, if you see them all, your stuff happens. Like like the, this the diligent watcher is rewarded. Exactly. Well, and, yeah. and then it, it also like it works on at least a second playthrough too, where there's like. Where, like, one part where Danny's like, ha, 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 and just, like, throws up for no reason. It's, like, four or five episodes later, it's explained that there's a hacker who has a button that can make him throw up whenever he wants to. But you're like, that was, like, way later down the road. It just had him throwing up. (laughs) So it was, like, it was funny when he threw up in the second episode for no reason. throwing up? (laughs) Exactly. You're like, ha, look at him throw up. But you're like, nope. There's a reason for that, viewer. (laughs) We've explained it. It's like no touch. dangling plot threads. Exactly. No no random fucking... Even stuff that seems super random, like the Emotion Lord yep. stuff, all fucking comes yeah, back. you knew that they were setting something up oh, with all that stuff. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. Like, I'm you from the future. Yeah. Just kidding. And then just, like, leaves and whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> never going to come back yeah, exactly. up. Exactly. The concierge. Yeah. So, pop culture? Everyone all caught up on Game of Thrones? Haven't seen a single episode from this season. I'm losing my geek cred. Yep, it's over though. I don't mind. I don't mind. Spoiler. Well, the wasn't there something really dramatic at the end? Well, not everything was really dramatic. Yeah, 
They they, they 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 even put they even added drama to things that weren't dramatic in the book. Kay. At least from my memory. Hold okay. on a second. We can get spoilerific here about this. Uh, yes. I suppose so. We're past we're past the Thursday. Yeah. Didn't the internet agree? <laughs> you, you, get, you get until Thursday. You get until Thursday that. after Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. So this is. I mean, what's very interesting, at least, is that um, they killed John. Well, they killed John, but that actually only happens in the end of book five. Yeah. So in terms of like the Jon Snow storyline, we're ahead of time. They are now like. There's nothing else happening. There is nothing that. else that it, Martin has written about it. Yep. So, and like, and I mean, they, so Castle Black is pretty much off limits for next season. Yeah, because they've sent Sam away, and they, or, or it's not. And they kind of, and they, stuff that is not published. Written in the book? Yeah, written in the book yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that would be crossing a line. Yeah, but they're going to do but it. But they've crossed like, so many yeah. lines, right? That's but a willful crossing of the Tyrion line. Tyrion and like. Daenerys hanging out in the fucking battle pits. Those yeah. two characters have not met in the books. Mm. that's crossing a line. You just put two major characters with each other that did not get together in the books. Yeah. Tyrion gets there. But you knew that Tyrion was headed there. Right. But I mean, but he was kidnapped and then there was like the stone man. He got got there pretty fast. Yeah. He got there like the goal because they, I mean, if you're, if you're reading the books or if you're planning on reading the books, we're also going to spoil the books because fuck off. Yeah. So, uh, it's five years old. Exactly. The books came out a long ass time ago. Um, they've cut, at least seemingly, unless, yeah. unless they come out of the next season, that other Targaryen kid, completely out. He's just not around. Well, so I mean, yeah. like, and I mean, I can understand that for streamlining purposes of the story. Like, what's he really gonna add? Probably a little bit more legitimacy to Daenerys's claims or whatever. He certainly did come the fuck out of nowhere and all of a sudden start invading Westeros. <laughs> like, no, that. no, no, no. He was planning to marry what's her face because he. No, but his presence in the story, like, you're like, oh shit, there's another fucking Targaryen. O- okay. I guess, yeah. and then he's like, and we're invading Westeros. Well, like, he wants to invade. He doesn't I, want. He wants to marry her and invade. Yeah, right? yeah. I get he, it. he doesn't actually invade Westeros. He has no army. But but you'd think you would have heard about another. Well, another they, but they kept him secret, right? Yeah. And in, in fact, like the sum total of uh, the Prince of D- or the King of Dorne, I suppose at this point, yeah. uh, Martell was like keeping him secret, right? right. So. Like, that's why we never heard of him is because we never went to Dorne. And they're like, this guy wasn't... I'm just saying, I felt that there were at least... There were were forces actively keeping him secret. Like, I get that. But, like, as a reader, I feel like important characters should sort of have a role. Otherwise, you're just, like, making shit up to cover for, like, the stuff you have not been able to set up properly. Yeah, but I mean, but I kind of... I I, I feel... feel As a watcher, that's, that's kind of true. Like, I don't know, maybe Gendry? Oh, yeah. What happened to that guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was around. Yeah. I thought he was dead. And then Sarah's like, no, I don't think they killed him in the show. And I was like, but then why do they have to kill the daughter if they didn't have to kill Gendry? Right. <laughs> I was like, huh, a thing like Which that. daughter? The Stannis, Stannis kills his daughter. Really? Yeah. I kind of liked her. No, she did. Everyone liked her. And that, that's kind of the Stannis, the it's the best. In like the span of an episode and a half, yeah. Stannis kills his daughter, his wife commits suicide, then Stannis dies. And you're like, wow. So long, Baratheon. Stannis died? Stannis absolutely dies. He even dies in the book. Does he? Bran chops his head off. Well, that doesn't happen in the book. No, but that was Who excellent. Who kills him in the book? When he, uh, when he attacks, attacks Winterfell. Winterfell. He does not no, win. I don't think he dies on screen in the book because he's, yeah. like, he's, he's not a narrator, right? So Davos wasn't with him. So it's, he I doesn't feel like he, he it, gets there were, like, reports of his death. But yeah. it's, it wasn't confirmed in the book. Yeah, well, at like least the, sh- the show decides that it's confirmed. Okay. Like, it's, he gets his head lopped off. And, wow. and Brienne does it for re- straight-up revenge for Renly. Really? Yeah. She's like, like, he's like a, shad- a shadow that looked like you killed Renly Baratheon. Was that your doing? He's like, yep. Make quick work of it, then. And he just, like, sits there. <laughs> he's just like... Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Chops and Brienne just chops his head off? Yep. Stannis wow. just Stannis just Stannis ups. And it's just like... And that's the only good thing that happened all season. <laughs> Brienne finally got her revenge for her the love of her. No, life. no, 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 no. That's that's not true. The the everybody's like blah blah blah. Jon Snow dies, and oh my god, and like maybe Daenerys because they don't know what's going on with Daenerys. The thing that doesn't happen in the books, and that was like a delightful treat to all the viewers, is like right at the end, they're just sort of like they leave uh, Tyrion in charge of Marine while um, they go off to because uh, you remember with Drogon they leave they leave Tyrion. Well, they leave Grey Worm. And well, at the time, we only know Tyrion and Grey Worm are like okay. left in charge to run the city, and they're like Marine, and he was just sort of like, "Well, this is like, going to go badly." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just sort of like, "Well, you know, I guess like 
He's like, if only someone had like the experience to like run a city or whatever else like that. He's like, if only. And then like Varys shows up and he's like, if only you knew someone with a massive network of spies. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, if only. And I was like, yay! I'm like Tyrion and Varys running a yeah. city. Like the only way it could have been better is if they high fived. Exactly. <laughs> or just like, or just like without looking at each other, like a subtle fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like they yeah. handed the keys to the city to like, and that's like. We don't, I mean, clearly, probably that's going to be where the books go, because that's probably, like, a, those yeah. are two major characters. Yeah. Also, but it's like, also, aren't you kind of excited to see Varys and Grey Worm hang out? <laughs> they both have no balls. We've never had a Varys <laughs> first person. Eh? Nope. That's why. I would really like to see that. That's why he, he disappears, and once he disappears, he disappears, right? Yep. They're like, he yep. lives in the walls of the Red Keep, and all <laughs> that stuff. Okay, that is, that is another good good moment. Yeah, exactly. And And, like, is, I mean, since it hasn't happened in the books... To me, is like almost just pure fan service. They're like, hey, guys, here you go. We know we've <laughs> done a lot to you. This exactly. Yeah. Here's something to be super hype about. <laughs> like Tyrion running a city with the help of Varys. Everybody but, Did that happen before or after John died? Because that was to John me the, dying was the last. Yeah, John scene the very last. John scene. dies in the in the, the the cut to credits. Oh man, people must have fucking flipped their shit. Oh, I, I saw one that was like, "Hey, people who read the book f- five years ago, yeah, thanks for not wrecking that." The, <laughs> the, I was, someone like I was talking about that, and they were like, "Oh, like how come that didn't get like?" Because like everybody knew Ned Stark had died, and I was like, "Well, yeah. to be fair, Ned Stark." Ned Stark years. had yeah. more than that. Ned Stark 20? Yeah. 20, exactly. It was like yeah. mid-90s when it happened, right? Yeah. And I was like, it was like 20 years versus five years or whatever else like that. I'm like, also, I was like, it was a the, shock. Hmm? The, sh- the show was like right on the edge of starting as book five came out, right? Yeah, exactly. But Ned Stark was book one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so but they're, they're like, saying they're like, why didn't the, like, <sighs> how did the Jon Snow secret get kept so well? Whereas, I feel like it got spoiled from here. Really? Five years ago. Probably everybody was I reading it, and I have no no memory of it at all. Totally like who did it? it? But like, no, no, I feel like I saw it and was like, "Fuck, wait, no, I think I knew that." <laughs> like, I still got to manage the the, the emotional the, response yeah. of, of it's watching like the it. Best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, no, wait, wait, I, Keith spoiled that like five years like, ago. Five years ago, like I got the book like that was before I was I married, and that was before I had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a I got the book for Christmas and never read it, and right. then Keith was like, "Yeah, so this happened." I was like, oh. "Spoiled motherfucker!" Then I just ran away. But yeah, yeah, no. But then they were talking about, and they were like, "Yeah," because they were like book readers. They're like, because they've had like twenty years to digest the experience of Game of Thrones. They're like, they're in it for like a long haul, and they were like, the book readers have like come to accept that fucking your favorite character is just gonna die. Like it's not intense, like all happening in a, a yeah. year or two. You know, it's just like. There's a long time in between when characters yeah. die. Like, also, so by the like, time John dies, your favorite character has probably already died, or, or, like, or is John. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, and at that point, you can't really. All your friends who've read the book have been like, "Man, my fucking favorite character died," and you're like, "Well, my favorite character is John, so I got nothing." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no, I, I got everything to worry. Well, about. it was like, yeah, exactly. It's like we were shocked. To, like the book reader was shocked when Ned Stark died, but then you're like, okay, well, I guess all bets are off, and it's four more books to read, and then you're I, like, I actually kind of disagree with that because for sure ned stark dying was like the the, the like catalyst moment for for like oh, starting to respect kind of this oh this is like a serious yeah this yeah, is yeah, yeah different yeah. than the standard fantasy like that's that's the watershed moment but like there's a point in book two th- like three and four uh, like main characters stop dying for for quite some time okay book three all the kings die like rob dies rob joffrey dies, dies. Okay. never never a main character Rob, jo- Rob's a main character. He, Rob yeah, has his own he chapters. Nev- he never has his own chapters. Rob, not one. Same thing with Joffrey. Yeah, Rob told... Or no, no, Rob no. doesn't. Rob Cat, doesn't. Cat. Okay. Catelyn does. Cat was a big deal. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, like, Arya is off the books. Like, I have no... Exp- like, I'm pretty sure she's never going to bite it. She's the only one who's going to... She's the only one who can't bite it. Cause yeah, because his wife is his 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 like, whatever. Okay, Sansa. I would be pretty surprised. Right. I'm trying to think of, like, narrators... Bad stuff's happened to Bad narrators. Bad stuff happens, but, like, the deaths slow down. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was... And George R. R. Martin, like, has talked about that, too, where he was, like, at the, like, several thousand pages with the character, he's like, it's harder for me to, like... He's like, Ned Stark dying was a thing that was happening before the books were written. Yeah. He's like, other yeah. characters dying was not necessarily cemented. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, he's like, there's, like, a grand story arc that you can have, but you're like... Who's going to make it? Who's not going to make it? And chances are there's some characters he knows that are going to live, mm-hmm. but he doesn't necessarily know everybody who's going to 
who's going to die, like, in your storytelling. You know what I mean? Like, and I can get that. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it gets harder to kill them and stuff. I, but then I, he, I'm but, sympathetic. But yeah, and the, but then he realized, apparently, possibly, like, this is like the is Jon Snow actually dead thing. Right. They're like, but then he realized, he's like, but that's not fair to the reader either. Because he's like, it shouldn't be that everybody who's made it to book five makes it to book seven. He's like, because that's not the world that it is. Right. Like, the world isn't just that, like, oh, you made it this far in the story, so you're going to make it to the end. Because he's like, that's not true to the setting. Of course. So he's like, so you, it's not fair to the reader to, like, let all your people live who've made it through five I, books. I, I completely agree. I know. But, <laughs> but, like, everybody's saying John is not officially dead. Yeah, well, he might be dead. Or he might, he might. He dies pretty well in the in the show. Yeah, is it like, is it brutal? He he gets stabbed a good seven or eight times and loses maybe four pints of blood well, on camera. But to be fair, something that I don't remember from the books, but is certainly in the show, is that Melisandre shows up at the wall like a day before he dies. Yeah, and we know that at least Thoros, the Red Priest, can bring Beric back, and we know that she's like. Thoros, the Red Priest, not bring, can bring Beric Dondarrion back. I know yes, he has been yes, in the show. It's been mentioned, and he no, might have had like Beric Dondarrion had Beric a fight with the Hound with the in hound season and, three, and, the hound. and talks about how he's been brought back from the dead again and again. And the yeah. Hound like cuts him almost in half, like cleaves him right down through the collar, and then Thoros right, just right, heals right, him up. Right, like it's like not only has it been mentioned, it was shown so on, on screen camera. that yeah. the Red Priest has the power to bring a dead guy back all the way, and it's like it's happened a bunch. So they introduced. Melisandre Melisandre showing up at the wall mm-hmm. she's also like fucking showed big hard-ons for Jon Snow in the past yep literal and, yeah hot stuff yeah exactly and they were like and everybody was talking about like oh and like I see like snow as a sign of victory at Winterfell and all that stuff like they're like it's Jon Snow not just snow like physical snow falling like in her visions yeah there's there's a like a, like a lot that could bring him back but maybe he's just fucking dead because fuck you <laughs> like, yep. it's it's entirely possible. They've made the White Walkers infinitely more badass. Oh, man, that scene when he raises the dead. Was, it's so it was badass. So pimp. There should have been hip-hop music playing when that happened. <laughs> Why? Bum, what, bum, what bum, bum. <laughs> okay, so there's... John goes north um, to, say, to the Wildlings. In the Well, no, in the books, remember how he like, sends for the Wildlings and they get on all the boats? Yep. To invest the viewer, John goes on that trip. Okay. So John is heading up to get the wildlings on the boats to bring them over the wall. Right. And as he convinces most of them to come with him, yeah. the the whites and the white walkers attack and fucking just just destroy cuz it's an it's a camp. It's not a military camp. It's like a village. Right, right. And they just start fucking cutting through everyone. And there's a whole bunch of badass moments as they're fighting them off, and one of the giants is there, and he's swinging like a telephone pole and knocking shit around. I doubt it was a telephone pole. Like a big you're log. wrong, <laughs> and that's why you're wrong. It's like Narnia, north of the wall. Fucking anything goes. <laughs> telephone poles, far as the eye can Lamppost. see. Lamppost. Yeah, uh, he's he's stomping on the whites, and right. uh, John gets into a one-on-one fight with a White Walker and gets thrown a bunch. The leader of the Stormcrows gets killed in right. that fight. And then John manages to kill one of them, and then they all start running away. And one of the other White Walkers, who is probably the king, King he's White got Walker, an ice skull crown, right? Uh, yeah, walks out and there's just like bodies everywhere as they're f- sailing away on the boat. And John's like, "Yeah, we escaped." And the the White Walker raises his hands slowly at both sides, and yeah. every one of the dead bodies stands up, and their eyes turns blue. Yeah, so it's like all his entire army. Gets plus, up. plus every person they just killed right. is now part of his army. They're <laughs> just like, surprise, I mean, motherfucker! <laughs> like, yeah. This went my way, even though you got away. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's like, run, we are coming. Yeah. Well, that's why everybody, everybody's like, so do I just join Team White Walkers now? <laughs> like, is this who I root for? And do I cheer for the White Walkers? <laughs> do you want to cheer for the winning side? <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a few like I find like weird omissions. Like, I, and I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to introduce him, but, like, Cold Hands, like, yep. not Isn't around. Lady Stoneheart still not in the show? Lady not, Stoneheart, and, and is apparently not going to be. The huh. actress is saying she's not. The actress is saying she's not going to in the show. But the but the showrunners also uh, implied that they they might just might not go with well, that. Basically, all of those those rebels have been taken out of the show. Beric and Thoros and... Yeah, exactly. Like, when uh, was the last time you saw Lem- Beric? Lemon Cloak and... Well, Gendry and like you haven't seen them for fucking yeah exactly ever. like I think that and it would make at least as a viewer if I'm trying to like put myself in a in viewer shoes that hasn't read the books like it could just be Beric like that would make more sense to me as a viewer of Beric 
has gotten a little more hardcore with his methods as the fucking war has gone on. Then suddenly, previously there's... on Game of Thrones, cut back to season one. Yeah. Ned saying, "Barrack, go kill the mountain." Then like season three, <laughs> Barrack fighting whatever. Whatever, Sir Strong is back. Yeah, Sir Strong is Robert there. Robert Strong. I, I watched this huge thing, or maybe it was a website or something. He has taken where... a vow of silence. <laughs> yeah, well, they're saying it's going to be a fight between the two uh, Clegane brothers. Yeah. Right. With the, like, um, Robert Strong and uh, somehow What's-His-Face isn't dead. The, the, the Hound. Hound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's like one of those things where you're that's, like, you know that, what that's another totally one. It's like, fa- like a well-loved character, quote-unquote dead, off hap- like the death really yeah, happens and... off camera. There's a lot of those, right? And all of them could and generally do Did you know back. the actor who played Hound was in Hot Fuzz? Yes. Nope. Didn't see Hot Fuzz. You really, really? should see Hot Fuzz. You really yeah, should I see Hot really Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did know this. Yeah. He plays Yarp. <laughs> Speaking of big giant actors, you know uh, Jaws died, eh? Yes. The Jaws? actor who played Jaws. Yeah. I feel real bad that I don't know his real name. <laughs> like a man cry, in a shark Cry? Cry? Creel? Something Creel? That just... Jaws! Jaws died. <laughs> Jaws. And the guy from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, and the guy from Happy... Oh, that guy. The big guy. struck my yeah. foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Play it where it lies. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That guy. Yeah. The big, big giant ass dude. Yeah. 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 What was his line? He had such a good... Fucking surly line. Your ball struck my foot. Your ball struck my foot is one of them. Yeah, but he, I think he, I feel like he, he might get another. He might get another shot in on shooter. Yeah, he, he does. Like all the way at the end, he like he like bad badmouths shooter and shooter like pisses himself or whatever. That movie makes me so sad about the rest of Adam Sandler's career. Really, it was fucking funny. Happy yes. Gilmore and Billy Madison, both yeah. of them, solid. Yeah, and all downhill from there. Like and and like. Downhill, like it gets worse and worse. And then he makes and click. worse. <laughs> then he makes Jack and Jill. Oh God, I didn't even see that. <laughs> right, he was nominated for both actor and actress Raspberry <laughs> Awards. And then he made fucking the Grown Ups movies where he pulled all of his friends into shitty movies. Right. <laughs> You're like, why? Well, I was like, David Spade didn't really fuck up Don't until they that. Still make money? All of those oh movies? yeah, because yeah, they yeah, cost yeah, yeah. like fucking nothing to make. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. But I feel like you can make those. I feel mo- like. Eddie Murphy syndrome, right? Like, I suppose, yeah, for sure. Like, but uh, Chris Rock is in Grown Ups, guys. Chris fucking Rock, and he's still like relevant and funny. Yep. Like, why are you there? I'm like, I love money. <laughs> Doesn't everybody though? Doesn't that isn't that sufficient to explain literally every part of the Adam Sandler story? I guess so, but I like, but like, money. but to me, if I were a creative person mm-hmm. who was successful. I like to think I am at least a somewhat creative person. Okay. But if I was successful, I feel like I would go the Ben Affleck road, where it's like... Alternate. Yeah, exactly. Like, money movie, yep. artsy movie. Money movie, artsy movie. And then you're like, okay, I have some of this shit that's garbage, but that was to make myself a multimillionaire. I did some things I'm proud of in that time span. Like, Adam Sandler, other than maybe Punch Drunk Love, has not done anything he can be proud of in, like, 20 years. He did that... that that comedy one with uh, oh funny people, funny people, well, which which he was the punchline of, right. right? It was him being a terrible fucking comedian who sold out and made bad movies, and then needed someone to come in and punch up his jokes so that he could be funny again. Was the plotline of that movie that he had like lost touch and was a sad shell of a comedian in that film, and it was he was just playing himself, like he was like watching these shitty. See, that is funny though. Yeah, I mean, yeah like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's meta funny. The yeah, movie it's, itself wasn't that funny. Yeah. It was too long. It was a yeah. Judd Apatow who doesn't know how to edit a fucking comedy down oh. to under two hours. Like, Do you know he did? I f- remember actually. Didn't we turn that off? We were like, "This is so fucking boring." Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, we were watching yeah. it back at your old place. Yeah. He did another movie with Drew Barrymore that wasn't Fifty First Dates. He did a third one. Huh. Right. That's how bad it is now. He's making movies. He's going back to. They're just like fading from from existence right away. But still making him money. Yeah, well, it's like even I watched That's My Boy with Andy Samberg. And I was like, I felt sad for Andy. And, you know, like, come on, buddy. Yeah, you're like, you, why are you bringing Andy Samberg into this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's, he's just starting. Yeah, exactly. He's just at the beginning of his career. Hot Rod was hilarious. Mm. That's John Cena stamping out Zack Ryder's career. Exactly. That's what it is. Man, so have you Hot been. Hot Rod was hilarious. Hot Rod was so funny. Hot Rod is the only movie that I think is, like, insanely hilarious that Sarah does not. Like, Sarah's like, that's not a funny movie. And I was like, I like when you say that, I don't love you as much. 
I like I was like I don't really like like considering that she mostly our sense of humor are like very aligned like her favorite movies are Billy Madison and fucking Happy Gilmore like she bought a box set of those two movies because she loves them so much she wanted to own them even though they're on TV all the time (laughs) but and can't watch Hot Rod and she's just like Hot Rod is dumb and not funny and I was like what? What? I was like, he put, and then, and then I he put the fake mustache my anchor out. Yeah, and then and fell then, down for After really I fell. Long time. Really, really, or just like, oh, the fucking Worcester's just dancing. He's like, hey, fellas. And just like yeah. hip thrusting, just nonstop. <laughs> for so long. And then flyering and cut, just throws cut, flyers cut. at people's faces. <laughs> it's super funny. It, it is super funny, but welcome to my entire Wait, yeah, but life. your wife doesn't think yeah. anything's funny. I like, know, like I know. that's. Like, Sarah thinks Super Troopers is hilarious. I have some acid. Would you like some? Yes, I would. <laughs> Slides away. Slides away. Uh, so good. Bill Hader. Yeah. Bill Hader's another example. Bill Hader's left SNL and made... Dramatic comedy. Dramatic comedy. Yeah, exactly. Did you see uh, Skeleton Twins? No. Really good. Like, funny. Like, some very funny parts, but like a drama. And like I was like, oh, you made a cool artsy movie with Kristen Wiig. It's like Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader making like a... A dramedy. Fucking fantastic. I was like, this is how you don't become Adam Sandler. Exactly. <laughs> this is like, you, you can make Bridesmaids, Kristen Wiig, and then make kind of something more artsy. And Bridesmaids was also really funny, but it was like playing that's to how the, you. That's how you stay funny, too. You don't, you don't just keep churning yourself out by trying to do the same joke over and over again. Exactly. Rob Come Snyder. Zohan was different. You don't want to mess with the Zohan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's had... I mean, it was the like, same in that it was terrible. Like, the Wedding Singer is not a terrible movie, but it's not as good as Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I think Wedding like, Singer was the last good one, kind of. Yeah. Or, like, the last one that I thought was funny. Waterboy? It's the last one I rewatched. Waterboy was not funny. No. Waterboy was, was funny. It's just not rewatchable. It had, it had, like, two or three moments that maybe on a first watch you'd be like, okay, I got my yucks out of but this Both film. of you hate football. Wasn't Adam, yeah. wasn't Adam Sandler in that football movie that was, like, an actual football movie about the prisoners? Yeah, he was. That was Okay. Also, not rewatchable though. Like I don't know. I don't know. Watch it the one. Care, but it. I'm just saying. But it wasn't really a comedy though. Like at least like, he was just a guy in that movie. Yeah. What was that? It Adam was re- Sandler. His it was acting. a remake. <laughs> a guy in that movie. <laughs> like that is the height of Adam Sandler's acting. He's a guy. What was that called? Yeah. It was a remake of a Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I, I, my head goes to the whole nine yards, but that's the movie with Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Or whatever. Remember the. No, it's so not Remember the Titans. No, it's not that was actually a, it's something a about, drama movie. I don't it's something about Yards. It's like Yard something. Or the like, whole night. Nope. No, that's Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis. The, the old Yard Town. <laughs> <laughs> the last nine yards? <laughs> yard Town and the Z-Boys. <laughs> Adam Sandler is a, presents himself as a professional NFL quarterback <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who goes to jail. So, yeah. Suspension of disbelief there. It's basically sci-fi. It's what? Science fiction. Right. In a world where Adam Sandler is an NFL quarterback, <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> Shoot, fly away. Uh, so I got the um, online digital version of Talisman. Remember Talisman? That's the Final Fantasy Tactics crew made a game. No, no, that's Chalice. Yeah, that's Massive Chalice. <laughs> so Talisman is like um, the game from. Uh, it's like a board game that we play oh, in sci-fi a right. couple of times. Like uh, you pick like a fantasy character, and then you like run your character around the board, and then you got to go get the talisman to to win the game. Anyway, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh my huh. god. Uh, after after like we got all spoiled playing good board games in the last little while. Like yeah. The X the XCOM board game that with like time components yeah. and uh, Eldritch Horror what? and. Fucking, like, even Lords of Waterdeep and Pandemic and I, whatever. Just I, every board game is the, fun. The other day, uh, free comic book day, okay. I went to Captain Quebec. Yeah. And because they were, like, they were 50% off already reduced prices, I paid $5 for the two Shake Geek expansions that I didn't own. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, Shake Geek is not even a game. It's just you play a card until you get to the high b- the number on the card. Yep. Like, you just, like, it's kind of fun and, like, the little pop culture references and whatever. But I'm like... It's just playing number cards mm-hmm. to try to get to the high number first. And sometimes your friend stops you. Like, that is the game. Um, uh, absolutely. Like, like when we have, we played a lot of Shade Geek. A lot. Like, yeah. just because it was, like, around. But it was mostly about, like, being able to talk to people while playing the game. Like, that was never really a super intense Oh, no, no, no. And I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not saying it was ever, like, the, the height of it. But it was, like, but that was kind of, like, what we had to deal with. Like, yeah. there weren't, like, super, sl- like, Car Wars is the same thing. Car Wars is just, like... 
pile up the numbers until the guy's car explodes. Right. So, games have gotten better, you guys. So much better. <laughs> so, yeah, tell, like, oh, speaking of online things, I read about a thing. Okay. That I don't even know if it if it's actually integrated well or not, but just sounds like the coolest thing in the world. S- vaguely Mad Max related. Okay. I promise. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Anyway, it's a, it's a tabletop <laughs> role-playing game uh-huh. that is set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where, like, cars are the main vehicles or whatever. Vaguely Mad Max-related. So but it's this, exactly the plot yeah, of Mad Max. But this role-playing game came out, uh, like, easily, like, ten years ago. So it was in the drought of Mad Max, but was obviously, like, pulling off of the... What's it, it called? I forget. Red Road, I want to say. Something like that. Oh, okay. But anyway, regardless, there's like a miniature component where this is where... Australian Vehicle Warrior. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> Crazy Cranston <laughs> instead of Mad Max. Anyway, now this is where both of you guys will be interested. Uh-huh. There's like a miniature component to the combat where it encourages players to have Hot Wheel cars. On the miniature component. And I was like, that's fucking amazing. Car Super combat cool. yeah. with your fucking... And everybody can go to the store and you can, like, customize your little Hot Wheel to, like, fucking wastelandify it. Yep. And then you have your fucking car. That's amazing. I was like, I want to play a car combat miniature game where I can bring a Hot Wheel on I the- want a 30-foot-tall pole and then an angry man hanging <laughs> off the end of that pole. That's what I want on my car. Just Only pole that. Pole fighting. Pole fighting. Anyway, I think it's called Red Road or something like that. Anyway, I just And then they were, like, they're talking about... You like, had me at Hot Wheels. Exactly. They're like, <laughs> let's play this fucking game. And then they, like, they were, people were talking about it. And it's like, you kind of like, the cars will like move like left and right, kind of. Because it's like, it's assumed that you're always just going like full on. You yeah, have like yeah. nitro, boost, nitro boost to like move forward a little bit. Right. Away from the other cars. And you can slow down, obviously. As you mentioned this, I feel like I read it. Or just like looked at the combat rules because it seemed so interesting. Yeah. Like the whole combat is always in motion, but your yeah, nitro exactly. plus one moves you up on yeah, the Yeah, you can board. like move yeah. up and like move down. Yeah, and yeah. then you're sort of like, and you can have obstacles that you like start on the table, and then the obstacle moves across the table because like the cars are basically driving forward. Driving yeah. forward all at the same time. I was like, I want to play this game. <laughs> so yeah, it's a. I think you can download the rules of it and whatever. Huh. Or something, something. Red Road. It might be Red Road. We're just going to put Mad Max Tabletop. You might game. have just made that up so it sounded like we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I was you like. You just wanted to add another freaking hashtag Mad Max. Hashtag Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I think I'm, I might be going to see Jurassic World tonight. So mm. then I can talk about Jurassic World and dinosaurs. As opposed to Mad Max every single week <laughs> since we saw it. I literally, I didn't have a blog ready for mm. this week. And I almost wrote about Mad Max again. I don't see why you wouldn't. I, I, in fact, I'm about ready to go see it again. <laughs> Fuck Jurassic World. Yeah. We're going to go see Mad Max again. So Mad Max RPG sort of is what I'm writing down. <laughs> Maybe Red Rose. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I read that and I thought immediately of your massive collection. Of Hot Wheels. Of Hot Wheels You know, cards. I bought a, a, I went to Walmart a couple weeks ago and I finally saw a Hot Wheels case. Yeah, to put your Hot Wheels cars in. Oh, neato! Like and a, a, like a little plastic yeah, yeah. thing that you can my my kid can drag around. Right, and it, it says holds one hundred cars. I'm like, that's awesome. There's room to grow. And I got home and I put all the cars in it. It's full. <laughs> and, you should. And get, I still have like thirty unopened ones tucked away for one. I need you to should, bribe my kid for something. You should Lord. get like a like a wall display, like something that you can hang on the wall, like a wooden thing with like little slots. You could have like. Well, I'm not displaying them. I've got a two-year-old. Yeah, why are you not? Yeah, yeah but, I know. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but look, you can't reach them, I, fuck. I am displaying s- them because they're all over the floor of my living yeah, room. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying you could just put them away into there, and then he can't get up to them. Until... No, but the point of me buying them is to let him play with them. I'm not saying he can't play with them. I have like them. three that I don't let him I'm play with. I'm saying you take oh, them yeah. down when he plays with them, and then when they're not, they are a showpiece. You just said why you have f- like 130 of these things. And I have like three that I don't let him play with. I've okay. got okay, a Batmobile. So, yeah. I've got the DeLorean with the time machine add-ons. Huh. And I've got this cool little motorcycle, which he would snap in half. But the other 110. They're Hot ones, Wheels. Sorry. They're Hot Wheels. He smashes <laughs> them around. And right. They're, they're for him to play with. I just, ever, do you remember those? They hot- need something to be put into at the end of the day, which is why I was excited to find the. Case. Do you remember the Hot Wheels that could get like damaged? Yes, those were the best. Yes, they had like little front front ends, and you could like there was like a little. They were like battle damage He Man. There was like a little like, like them clip thing, so you could like when you like smash into a wall, then it would like actually be dented because the little. Thing I never really got into Hot Wheels. I don't That's know. Because I your dad didn't the, love cars. Yeah, I didn't have the romance <laughs> with cars that, that a lot of little kids get. You so, know what's hard like to find with Hot Wheels? But Basic Hot Wheels. 
I've not had a lot of success not finding with that. the loop and motorized well, no, like, bits. Like with the loop, but not with like the motorized bits that zoop them up walls. Yeah, yeah. Like just like the track tracks. that goes down from the couch and loops the loops and then rolls yeah, the tracks that the you floor. build yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh. Hard to find. I remember hanging out with my buddy John, not uh-huh. you, another John. He used to play Hot Wheels, and whenever he would make the car jump, now this is going to be very like a little bit visual. So I apologize to the listener. I'm going to describe it as best as I can. He would move the car forward in the air and then pull it back a little bit. Then forward in the air and pull it back a little bit. Then forward in the air and back a little bit. And I was always like, like a triple take on a Mexican surprise show. Kind of, yeah, but like not yeah. all the way back. Like he would go f- more forward than back. And I was so like, overall, the car is moving forward, but through a series of like exactly. And, and he was like, why? And he's like, so the jump lasts longer. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't fault you there. And he's like, moving it back and forth. And I was like, it's like he's making his Hot Wheel jumps more cinematic. And I was like, that's kind of true. Like, you see it a lot in the, like, if you watch the old Dukes of Hazard show, like, yeah. it's like taking off, and then it's flying, and then it's flying, and then it's flying, and you're like. Then it's taking off You're again, like, and a, and then... a car jump lasts, like, half a second. Yeah. This car jump has been going on for several seconds. So, yeah. Yee-haw. Exactly. Speaking of. Speaking of Dukes of Hazard, the, the Dixie Confederate flag. I was going to say the Confederate fucking flag in South Carolina. So. They're getting rid of it, aren't they? Well, they're, the governor they're, 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 of South they're Carolina passing a bill. Yeah. Yeah. To get rid of it, like I don't know if you saw the. I don't understand how the Confederate flag flies with American patriotism. Like it just. Well, it was like I don't know. Understand how you could be a, a redneck, true blood American. America's for me, and America, America, and then like this other flag. And that what? other flag is the sign of the people who wanted to stay with Britain. No. No, they just they really were, were pro-slavery. Oh, well, this. Yeah, they were they were just completely just loved slaves. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was we like, don't we don't want that Emancipation Proclamation. We're right. going to go to civil right. war. Well, that was like John Stewart's uh, when he after the uh, the South Carolina church shooting. Did you see his video where he was like, I don't I, have, "My I job don't, is I, to make funny. I didn't I, do my job today. Yeah, exactly. Today we're going to talk serious." But like yeah. in that in that thing, he was just sort of like he's like in South Carolina. People drive down major boulevards named after Confederate war heroes mm-hmm. who were fighting to defend slavery. He's like, "How can you say that we're like taking steps toward racial equality when major boulevards in South Carolina are named after?" People who were vocally pro-slavery to the point where they were willing to kill other people for it. That's how pro-slavery they were. They were ready to do murders. Like, what the fuck? Like, that is a crazy thing. It's a... It's... It's... Batshit. Well, like, like, that's... Like, we, we talked about that. They do... They have the... Um, the, the the there's like a mini rodeo thing that comes comes to the city. Walter and I went to it, and we're like, because fucking rodeos, man, yeah, they're the best. And they're they're it's great. They're like greased up pigs, and you can like you can pay some money to try to catch a greased up pig. Serious? Like in a pen? Yeah, there's a thing you can do. I would love to try and catch a greased up pig. <laughs> and the pigs make this noise. Whee! Whee! <laughs> they make little squeals, and everyone's like, hey, and you're like, okay. and everybody cheers while you run around after the greased. <laughs> yes. Do you have to take your shirt off? I it's most encouraged. It's yeah. exactly to say it was encouraged, but I like, feel like you'd get grease all over. Exactly, your shit. like girls, whatever. Were just like I feel that you just deal with whatever. If you're at a, you're at the fucking rodeo, you're not wearing your <laughs> best clothes, it's Sunday best. Exactly, yeah, but you still have to put them on again. Yeah, like you don't want to walk around the rest of the day with big grease, grease all over. Or do you? Like you're probably gonna get like barbecue sauce all over yourself anyway. There's some pretty good eats. <laughs> like that's that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's your explanation for why it's okay to get grease all over you. You're also gonna get barbecue <laughs> sauce everywhere. <laughs> Fucking fun times at the rodeo. And it's like now, now you put barbecue sauce all over a pig, then yeah. I'm gonna chase it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if my, if my understanding of the setup was correct, yeah. you paid a little bit of money to catch the greased up pig, and if you caught the greased up pig, you like won more money. So it was kind of like. A gambling thing. <laughs> You're like, I would love to try this. Pay five dollars to chase a greased up pig. If you catch him, you get fifty or whatever. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna try to catch a little greased up pig. And if you don't, you get the memories. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And then maybe you eat them later in the day. <laughs> You're like, I won in the end. <laughs> anyway, this pig is so tender. He's been married in a hot sun all day. <laughs> While we're at the rodeo, we're yeah. like. We just play, like, find the Confederate flags. We're like, it's not okay that there are so many Confederate flags just around. Like, how is that a thing that is just... Is it, isn't the argument, though, that it'd be, it like, yeah, that's where it was when the, like... Okay, cool, I'm going to wear a swastika for funsies. Okay, like, but that's, not all Nazis there, put... There, there are times and places in, in no, the wait, world where 
swastikas are totally fine, right? So there was very specific like Indian culture and, on very on old things, Asian and old things as well. Like, <laughs> exactly, mostly okay, stuff I, that was made before the Nazis anyway, appropriated it. T- the point is that yeah, like it was an appropriation. It doesn't necessarily have to be the only way to take meaning out of it. That's that's the argument that I that I would I, feel, I would I would, I would this, this is actually a, a a group of people that identified themselves solely for the purpose of defending the right to own slaves. Yeah. And they're like we are going to fight the rest of America under this banner. Like, under this banner. I feel yeah. I feel like yes, you could appropriate I'm trying, man. you could appropriate the Confederate flag if there were absolutely no like racial inequality or tensions in the world anymore. Then you'd be like Oh, this is no longer a thing we need to worry about. Right. Okay, whatever. Bikers can have the flag and just drive around with it because you're like, there's no question that racial equality like exists. Until that point, you don't get to fly the fucking flag of the people that fought for slavery. You just don't. Well, I think they do. I know they do, but they're being racist when they're doing it, yeah. whether they like acknowledge it or not. They are being racist when they do it. Fuck. Anyway, super crazy. And then there's the whole fucking. Like, Dukes a hazard. Like, what do you do with all those reruns now? Well, you can't just fucking paint a maple leaf on that car. Digitally. Shouldn't they though? <laughs> shouldn't they just? They should just be Canadian the, bootleggers. The, the Dukes a hazard, Alberta County. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, <laughs> hey. really well, like, what's works. what's what's a famous Canadian general? I don't, I don't even know any. Wolf. Wolf Montcalm. <laughs> They call the car the, the General Montcalm. <laughs> this is a great segue. So I went to see Weasel's show on Sunday. The, the No, no Bullshit, Bullshit History, History of, of Canada. Canada. Yeah. And he does a little bit on... Um, so, like, I don't know if you guys know what the deal is with the show. He, he does a, uh, like a, a, a smarmy kind of history lecture inserting, like, hilarious anecdotes about on some of the, like, funniest parts of Canadian history. Exactly. So yeah. one, one of the bits that he talks about is the Wolf versus Montcalm battle, mm-hmm. which, is, which is why this is a perfect segue. And that's an amazing segue. <laughs> super out of nowhere. <laughs> so You can't plan this kind of fucking podcasting magic, everybody. The, um, so it turns out that whole battle between Wolf and Montcalm, which is, like, lauded in Canadian history as one of the, like, defining... And like well, absolutely, it was, it's one of the defining. Well, yeah, because like it's the the, the the English versus the French and fighting the on winning. Yeah. And, okay, so the actual battle lasted less than five minutes long. Yeah, and that like the both sides, which was like three hundred troops total yeah. on both sides, walk <laughs> up in front of each other. They each fire two volleys, and in those two volleys, like. Kill most it. of them. Kill, well, they kill both the generals on both sides of <laughs> well, the no, battle. Because one of them took like two days to die, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. But they both got shot and yeah. died as a result of the injuries incurred in that five minutes of battle. And then that was it. Five minutes, patoo, patoo, like... Yeah. Which of... <laughs> War, and man. It was so like, much easier go, back then. You go to Quebec City and they're like, fucking, that's all they want to talk about. All The, the like, plains the, of the Abraham. The plains of Abraham and all the, like, the historical importance, whatever. Anyway, it's hilarious. That was actually... Pulling it back to Game of Thrones for a second. Nice. There was a an ama- like there's an amazing scene where Stannis's army, which is largely on foot, is marching towards a mounted army from Winterfell that's mostly on horse. Mm-hmm. And there's like the the top shot, and you just see so many people in Stannis's army just straight up bailing, like just like immediate retreat. And I was like, yep. And I was like, you don't really see that often in like fucking like Lord of the Rings or like big. Big epic fantasy combats where you just see like swaths a of giant people. swarm of people who are like, "Fuck this!" They're on horses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, I feel like they would. There'd be a lot of that in Lord of the Rings if you were like to be realistic. You'd be like, "Fucking Urukai, get the That's hell out of here!" Like, I'm a dude with a stick. <laughs> that, <laughs> Those that are is, super orcs. That is my favorite thing that I learned from watching all the special features. Oh, when they deleted Lord the, the man who ran away. Yeah. No, the, when the they, orcs. Yeah. The yeah. orcs. They powered all this. AI yeah. to like how they would deal with battle and then all of a sudden there was this batch of them that just kept, kept running retreating. away <laughs> the, we, they, they're not, they can't run away we programmed them not to how are they this is freaking us out <laughs> delete <laughs> <laughs> just select them and delete them yep uh, I was going to ask you what you're playing video games, but the answer is lol. So no, it was Talisman, the oh, board game. Talisman, the, the board game, edition. the video game. And I'm so, and I'm just like, oh my god, Talisman is just a terrible fucking game. And uh, yeah, and I'm so sad that I spent all that time playing it. Huh. I got video game news. 
No, you don't. It's kind of funny. No, I'm actually talking about the the wrestling video game that I play on Facebook. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So did you get all the? Did was, you get everybody in your league to listen to our podcast? Because when we talked about it, no, we did not. I posted it. Did you post it in your league board? Be like, hey, look, here's a picture of my guy. It's all about the time. Okay, I, anyway, what's the time I pwned it? This is actual controversy. Yeah. So the the company this is, that, go back to episode whatever. Yeah. Listen to the story. Then come back. All right, yeah, you're back. Well, Welcome whatever. back. It's, it's a wrestling game. It's a social game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's played through Facebook. You um, cheated by getting advice. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> um, it's moderated because a lot of it is social, right? There's right. interactions. There's trash mm-hmm. talking. You, you can't, obviously can't, can't, can't have a go. character come out with a Confederate flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. You can't be shockingly racist or, or throw threats around. So there's moderators there and stuff. It's owned by a company that obviously puts ads and stuff to right. Mm-hmm. Right. to pay for it. Um, it turns out that the CEO of the company that owns Sports Unstoppable and puts together a whole bunch of different games plays this okay. game. And didn't tell anyone he plays this game and has statistically improbable results. Oh, man. While playing, like, the main competition in the game. That's so fucking bad. And um, did a podcast, webcast, not a, not a podcast, where he came out and answered a few questions mm-hmm. before the hosts went totally psychophantic on him. And were like, well, you know, you're a great guy, so I don't think this is really a problem. But, like, this... The stats are there that like out of 242 matches, he managed to avoid defense outright in like 237 of them. Okay, <laughs> like a huge crazy. Maybe he's like, Brock Lesnar. It, it's Brock. statistically impossible. There's only five defenses, and they okay. Block. Hang on a second though. Wrestling is fake, Scott. It's, it's scripted. True. It's true. <laughs> they just scripted he's, him as the monster face. He's Vince McMahoning it up. <laughs> he's he's John Cena. Yeah. John it's Cena has had eight clean losses in ten years. Are you serious? <laughs> in terms of, if a clean loss is defined as a pin in the ring where there was no outside element, mm-hmm. like including, so like theoretically speaking, if he lost a no disqualification match, that's not a clean loss. Even though within the rules, yeah. it was a clean loss, but someone hit him in the head with a hammer. Okay. Clean loss defined purely as wrestled. Eight in ten years. Something like that, yeah. That's ridiculous. Exactly. He loses about... Right. He's winning the match, and then someone runs down the ramp, and he's like, John, you suck. And he's like, I don't suck. And then the guy By rolls By distraction him up. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not a clean loss. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Next it. No DQs don't count as clean because mm-hmm. there's no DQs. Outside interference don't count as clean or whatever. But in terms of being like wrestled to a pin, it's like something like eight times in ten years. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Not, and yeah. not, not the most protected wrestler in history either. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior... Never lost. What? Ultimate Never lost clean. Like, well, no, not undefeated, okay, okay. but clean. clean. Never was wrestled to a pin. That is amazing. <laughs> Just, like, he really is the ultimate <laughs> warrior. Exactly. <laughs> like, super protected. When people were talking about that, too, they're like, oh, like, it's such bullshit with Cena. And they were like, hey, try and find a list of clean losses that Stone Cold had on his run. They're not there either. We just like Stone Cold. They're like, just because you don't like Cena, they were like, the top face is Almost always incredibly protected that way. Like that's just unless you're CM Punk. Yeah, but he was <laughs> he was never the top face though. We all knew mm-hmm. that. He was second behind yeah. John Cena. Like that's different. Macho Man has clean losses. Hogan didn't. <laughs> you know. So yeah, but it was like super crazy. And that mm-hmm. was the the whole Kevin Owens bit. Did you hear about uh, some of the awesomeness that Kevin Owens has been up yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've Cut been a promo in French. Really? Cut a promo in French on Raw. Like he was like he's like you want to hate me because I'm different, alors John, like the prochain pay per view, je vais te battre puis je vais te gagner and he's like just keeps going and everyone's like boo, just <laughs> like instantly just like I was like this is fucking Rougeau shit right now, but then Cena actually answered him in French he's like je parle un petit peu français. <laughs> I was like, oh, Cena. Yeah. That's amazing. Cena has learned. And this didn't happen in Montreal? Oh. What? Yeah, this did not happen in Montreal. I was like, what is happening? I was like. <laughs> Opportunity missed. Yeah. Well, oh, but really did it. But no, because. It, but, on... Yeah, but no, but they want the crowd on Cena's side, yeah. right? I was like, if he spoke French in Montreal, that would put Owens as the face. Face, totally. Right? right. But he speaks French in somewhere in America. That's like instantaneous heat. Yeah. And then he answers in French, and then he challenges him in, cha- in Chinese, too, because John Cena's fluent in Chinese. So. We're running up uh, yeah. on the hour. Do running you guys up have any on the pr- hour. pressing matters to attend to? Not particularly. I'm playing uh, Don't Ooh. Starve. I where you don't starve. Oh my god! Are you loving it? Ah! I wish there was a little bit more um, motivation to not starve. Okay. Like just like a little bit more 
like hints to the story mm-hmm. or whatever, just like little bits and pieces. Because I'm kind of like, eh. yeah, there's not that much story. Yeah, well, really. but the but the the introduction sequence kind of leads you to think that there is, right? Where you're like, you're an inventor, and then the weird, creepy man talks to you over the radio, and mm-hmm. then you teleport to this place, and then well, he's like, have Have you managed to assemble a, the device yet? No. Okay. I've lived. I, I've I've gone about two and a half weeks. I think is my okay my start. And I found certain like weird things. Like I found the like marble guardians and stuff. Like I found a bunch of like weird little things. But yeah. I'm like, it at least. In the several hours, several hours that I played it, mm-hmm. like I kind of, other than not starving, I have very little incentive not to starve. Which, like, I feel it's like if I put it down, I'm not going to play it again. Right. Like it's fun. Yeah. And I mean, I think we've talked about this on the show, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. necessarily rehash it entirely. Yeah. You play a little man. You have three stats, which is uh, like hunger, health, and sanity, and then you're just like dropped into a world, and which saps all three of them. Well, yeah, exactly. That's and it. And you well, have to not starve. You have to not starve. So it's like the first night you're like, I need to be able to have a thing for a fire because if you don't have a thing for a fire, as you might discover on your first playthrough, you automatically die at night. Like you cannot make it. Well, through there's it. a monster who only comes in the darkness, and then he he kills you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. And he will find you if there's no light. So right. it's like, okay, for next playthrough, I need to have a campfire by the time it is nighttime. I also need to like grab some food. And since you don't have any ways to make food, you're probably for the first couple of days just grabbing berries, and then you like slowly start to like. Get a little farm patch where you can plant some seeds and you try to like build a couple walls so people don't like animals don't come in and eat your food. Did you run into the hounds yet? Have you yeah, had a night yeah, where the hounds yeah, show up? Yeah, yeah. I've had some hounds. I've had some big tree guardians that I've had to fight. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah, exactly. So and like it's just every, and the game is like incredibly unfair. Like if most creatures if they attack you, what, two, three hits kill you? Like oh, it's not that bad, but it's pretty bad. And like it's A one, tentacle does one, like Fifty percent health. Yeah, the tentacles are ridiculous, and you don't even really see them that well when you're walking around the swamp. They're just like, yeah. But once you, once you sort out how to kind of deal with all that stuff, lots of things are pretty easy to dodge. Yeah, yeah, like most things are easy to dodge. But it's like, but if you fuck up, you die. Like, and it's no yeah. saves, and you're just dead. So I recommend it highly. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is incredibly difficult. Or whatever. Like John John has talked about how when you get to the winter time, uh, like. You, there's so few resources that if you've not properly prepared, you just, like, automatically die to the point where, like, if you've ever made it to the winter, like, every second of the game gets more intense because you know the winter is coming. <laughs> you're like, you don't know how bad winter is yeah. until you've dealt with the winter. Then you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, I'm worried about winter. You're like, but winter doesn't happen for, like, another, like, 100 days or whatever. You're like, no, but it's coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, your character now is constantly freezing to death in addition to, like... Right. starving and going insane in the darkness and whatever and because the nights are super long you have like all this extra time where you have to be providing firewood and then you always have to have fire burning because you run out into the into the, the like wilderness I don't know if you've seen that the, like when you're when you're freezing effect where like the whole screen gets colder and your health just starts draining out of nowhere oh, I haven't been to the winter it's yet fucking horrible well sometimes sometimes you get early or you get late fall rains that are super cold and they can they can start you to freeze to death how long does fall usually show up it's 26 to 40 days, I think. Yeah, yeah so I don't think I've, I've only gone... Randomness. I've gotten... I think the highest is coming up on 20 days. Okay. So I haven't quite gotten there. Mm. I read the new Neil Stevenson book. Yeah. I think you Seven talked about Nevis. this last one. Which yeah. one? I finished it. Seven of Us. Yep. Um, it was really good. Really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part where it's all about these characters dealing with this situation... And then you turn the page, and it says five thousand years later. You're like, oh, whoa! It, the only it, thing that what? happened to that is uh, but, Army of Darkness. Yeah, sort of. And then the characters that you had been reading about, their their story is over. You have to kind of crazy figure out what happened through their weird history. Was it good? Five thousand years. The book. Uh, it was good. Yes, it was a real page turner. I was really invested in what was happening and how they were going to get through it. Um. It wasn't his best. Mm-hmm. Uh, even before that, I, I read Reem D. Okay. And I really, really liked Reem D. Um, it's the one about the, the online massive multiplayer fantasy game that hmm. they're using. They have a setup. I've, I've never told I you feel that we guys talked would about really this. read this. Yeah. John would really love this book. Yeah, I don't the, the premise, it's like a World of Warcraft game, except they have a, a, a bank system that trades real-world currency for online currency. Okay. That is then player managed. So you can play and make money and then go to a place to sell your gold coins for American dollars. Right. 
Which you can still pretty much do. Yeah. yeah. But then people start using it as kind of a Bitcoin thing. Right. Except with the, all the risks that come with transporting money in an online game. It's a really cool uh, concept there. Let's see. Yeah. Seven Evis. Seven Evis. Good book. Could have been better. Good book. I, it would be a great TV series. Except for the 5,000 years later part. Even that part. Like, it would be a good, like... Uh, well, like everybody talks I don't about... Know, ten, 10 episodes show. Hmm. 13 episode show. I'd watch it. It'd be fascinating. Yeah. Everybody talks about that with Walking Dead, right? In the comics. Where they're like, when is when is Kirkman going to time jump? <laughs> is there a big time jump in the comics? Nope. nope. No. No. There's there's one. But there's a point where you have no more characters. Ah. <laughs> You're just like... Yeah, exactly. There's, like, uh, like earlier this year... I think they do a few months. They do like a year time jump to be like a yeah. year of peace. Like just because I think that they needed to like draw Carl a little bit older. <laughs> well, they not just draw Carl a little bit older, but like they're just sort of like at this point, it's ridiculous. It can't be crisis after crisis. Like something needs to work out a little bit. You know, like one of these plans. Have, yeah, have exactly. they learned nothing? Yeah, like one of these plans needs to come through without immediately going to shit. So I think, yeah, there's like a, a, a one year jump or so. But, like, nothing, because a lot of people were predicting Jump and then making Carl the main character. Like, to just be like, Rick is dead, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. It is now Carl and a whole bunch of new characters, and the world has advanced, like, much Crazy. more, you know? But that hasn't happened yet. But a lot of people are kind of saying if they are or not. Hmm. Huh. I don't know if you're... I, well, I'm a little bit behind, I'm on, way behind. on the comics. I'm but behind. they had... How much time are we at, John? Where are they going? Yeah, well then, fuck this. We're not going to talk about walking dead. Until next next week. week. Yeah, (laughs) if I remember. (laughs) As soon as you say bad news. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.